Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Rains, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. I am joined, as always, by Sarge. In the grim darkness of the podcasting future, there is only ye. We only talk about ye. <laughs> and the mysterious L. Why, it's a me, L. <laughs> <laughs> it's War L. War. Yeah, I, I guess it, yeah, like while Ruigi with the, the <laughs> like the, the the Japanese spelling <laughs> stumbled all over that one. Oh god. Yeah, I mean it's tough because while Luigi barely works anyway. Yeah, <laughs> so. <laughs> it is right on the edge of comparability. But he does oh, have man. the uh, he does have the the L there. Also, it's a uh, so I've like this is this is a fun this is the fun sort of sticky wicket to start the podcast with. Let's make sure everyone knows exactly how awkward the show is going to be. Uh, like, I feel like there's a lot of context involved with the LR switch when you're talking about like the phonetic, the way that is like specifically for me, Japanese words are pronounced. Because right. like sometimes when you just like go to Google a thing and you're just like, what's the phonetic pronunciation? Like, what what the hell? How do you pronounce this? But they give it to you. It's like, you know, it's got the R's in it because the L sound just doesn't exist in Japanese, which is funny because growing up, I just always assumed it was a racist thing. And I was just like, I'm never going to say or do any of that <laughs> stuff. But uh, that, now later in life, I'm just like, ah, like most things, there's like a nuance to it. And a lot of it has to do with context. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. Uh, it's it's like when, uh, God, there, there's a, a roller coaster here. 
out here called the Orient Express. And I was like, oh, is that okay? And um, if you use it to describe the region, the internet seems to think it's okay. But if you use it to describe a person, then it's bad. And I was like, okay, noted. Like, I... <laughs> That's cool, but I'm still going to avoid that one just yeah. because it's, it seems bad in the mouth. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's it's the same as like uh, the uh, the other word for the Romani people. I thought it was kind of neutral, and a lot of people have feelings that it's not neutral. It's very bad, and uh, so, you know, for the most part, I just avoid it. But context matters in a lot of these things. I, I do know, I, I like, I noticed that I have properly trained my brain to eliminate that slur. Uh, because now when I listen to old music and it comes up, I like bristle at it. Ugh. That's how you know it's yeah. sticking. Like that's how you know that you've conditioned yourself properly <laughs> is because like, I'll just be listening to like an old bop and they'll just use, use the G word. And I'll be like, Ugh, what? No. <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, 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 cishet white men trying to navigate uh, the, the mores of wokeness. <laughs> that's, that, boy, if you, if you liked the amuse bouche as a as, as as a segment of the show, get ready for that one. Like yeah. a zippy day for that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, trying not to be racist in 2022. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, I, I mean, it's like it should be a it should be a slam dunk. Like when you think about it, you're just like, yeah, obviously, just don't be racist. But it turns out that when society has like ingrained so much racism, like even into our language, it's like every once in a while I'll say a thing and I'll be like, wait a minute. Was that super racist? They'll just like have a panic attack and then look at, have to look it up on the internet. Yeah. When uh, I I remember we had this conversation about the the phrase calling a spade a spade, and we're like, man, that feels like it's secretly racist. And we we looked it up. Good news, it's not. That that, that was something that we uh, that that was me and Mike uh, back in the day. Uh, yeah, we we one of our buddies that that had come up for us, and one of our buddies who was a teacher, like like looked it up and sent us a message. It was just like, hey, like. As far as I can tell, this comes from a Greek saying, and like not, not not Greeks being racist against Africans either. Just talking about like, hey, if something is a shovel, you should just call it a shovel. <laughs> it's like yes, it, it. Oh, thank God. Whew. Yeah, it, it, it was like uh, it's like the uh, New England expression for sprinkles on ice cream that we had to dig into to see if that was okay or not. Like, and, it, oh, and not yeah. even just us. The the Boston Globe or whatever did like an investigation into that, and by all accounts. It seems like it's safe. Yeah. But you, but like when I go up to the ice cream counter and just like, let me get an ice cream. And they're just like, do you want Jimmy's? I'm like, uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would like some sprinkles, please. I would like sprinkles. But yeah, like that's one of the ones where it doesn't cause me to bristle anymore. Because as far as I could tell, like actual investigative reporting was done to look into its origins. And it seems like <laughs> seems like it's clean. A, a newspaper took the ball and ran with it, and maybe they were just lying to keep a big Jimmy uh, off their back or whatever. Big Jimmy's, I guess. Big, yeah, big Jimmy sounds like a mobster. <laughs> big Jimmy's is the industry. If you remember following Big Jimmy's, they'll send a Big Jimmy to your house. Yes. <laughs> and Big Jimmy is incredibly white. He's just the whitest possible guy. He's oh, just yeah. huge. He's a massive white like Italian guy. His name's like Jimmy Costriogo or something like that. You're just like, oh, God, I, I could never confuse you for anything other than a white Italian. He's like, Don Tootin. 
<laughs> Don't you be messing with my Jimmy's kid. Yeah, oh, Big Jimmy. The, the latest in a long line of incredible Adventures in Hellworld characters. Okay, that seems like enough uh, enough uh, like runway for us to, to get in to our amuse-a-bouche. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse-bouche. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and start with a couple of big whiffed handshakes, uh, <laughs> which I, which is sort of breaking. I mean, this is this is like the the last thing of the past like twenty four hours. Uh, well, I'm, I'm hoping Mike does because uh, like I I had only heard about it on the breeze, but it, it seemed like the sort of thing to be brought up because p- people of note are refusing to shake the hands of uh, other people of note, and that sounds like the petty shit that we discuss on a moose bouche. So, Mike, what's going on with the handshake that didn't happen heard around the world? Yeah, so the uh, basically medals and awards were be giving were being given out to the families and the police officers that. Uh, like stood their ground trying to fight back the protesters on January 6th. And when these folks, whoa, 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 uh, I'm going to stop you there. The what's on January 6th. Excuse me. Did you call uh, them protesters? <laughs> no. <laughs> Insurrectionists. Patriots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rioters. Insurrectionists. Yeah. Treason. Like, tr- tr- treason like, mongers. Tre- tre- yeah. Treasonous dogs. Scallywet- treason mongers. Yeah, that's a great term. Monger needs to be used a lot more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but certainly not protest. I feel like protesters are sort of giving them the benefit of a the doubt. They get no doubt. Well, they get no benefit. Oh, yeah. They get strong oh, doubt. Yeah. They're, anyway, they're right, huge fans continue. of no doubt. Yeah. So uh, anyhow, uh, so the these were the congressional gold medal ceremonies. And basically, uh, they shook hands with Schumer and like thanked him for the presentation and then they walked right past McConnell and McCarthy they were just like yeah yeah yeah, you guys can go fuck right off because we know you were implicit in this because you fucking were so yeah it's uh it was a pretty good way to uh give a give a fuck you to the republicans in enabling this attempted coup on our country that led to the people getting the representatives who were receiving these words on behalf of these people who were beaten, assaulted, uh, some of whom uh, died in the aftermath, but they totally weren't killed on January 6th, so it doesn't count, uh, according to uh, like all kinds of right-wing grifters and shit weasels that want to pretend that, again, this was just people walking around the Capitol, nothing bad happened, uh, and if anything violent did happen, it was those dumb QAnon people that were tricked into doing it by Antifa and mm. uh, the Deep State and all that good stuff, so yeah. It was. This is um, more uh, chickens coming home to roost for the Republican Party, the party of back the blue and all that stuff. It's like, well, actually, you didn't, and you know you don't. You you're actually uh, lawless pieces of shit, which we'll get into in the headlines later with our boy uh, Donnie Two Scoops. But that's you know, it was just nice to see these people receiving more of their just desserts for what they did and what like hopefully at some point will result in actual big boy crimes for like the the big boys that did all this stuff cuz uh uh I don't know Bob Brown, Jack Smith, uh Tom like Stevenson whatever his Mr. boring name is that's coming for them now. It's coming to get you. Our our hero, our new Mueller, 
our new Avenatti that's going to have a Superman cartoon dra- drawn about him soon. Our that new guy. Big Jimmy. Yes, our new Big Jimmy. <laughs> working, working for Big Jimmies. All of these things. <laughs> uh, you love it. Sometimes there's like a level of disrespect that you just enjoy seeing. Like you get, you can have righteous disrespect. And, and when it went in the few times when it crops up, it's very satisfying to see. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to shake your hand. Like, give you a fuck, nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's like the the lady who wore the T-shirt of a bunch of uh, soldiers killed in Iraq, and she got kicked out of uh, uh, Congress speaking. It's oh, yeah. like, this is the level of protest and pettiness that I want to see. Yeah, fuck you. You don't, like, I'm not going to be part of your photo op when you actively refuse to or have impeded the prosecution of the people that killed my loved one. Fuck you. Fuck them. (laughs) Fuck them indeed. That seems like a pretty good thing to go on. on. And the horse they rode in on. Um, So from a, from a botched handshake or or a whiffed handshake to a slap on the wrist, a little bit of good news in our moose bush, although not as good as we would like. The Trump yeah. Organization has been brought up on some charges and some punitive damages have been uh, levied. Mike, what's going on with the Trump Organization? Uh, so the Trump Organization uh, got convicted of uh, 17 counts because, of course, it had to be that fucking number of uh, various and sundry uh, financial crimes. Um, Wait, what does 17 mean? Uh, 17 is uh, the alphanumeric translation of Q, and the QAnon oh. is obsessed with the number 17. Yeah. Are they, I mean, I feel nonsense. like, has this come up on this podcast before? Because, like, I'm yeah. not like... Yes, if, if, Oh, 17? I mean, uh, yeah. 17? Yeah, I mean, like, I, like, literally, this is not a bit. Literally, I was just like, I thought 18 and 44 were the two stupid, important numbers for these racists. It, they are, but 17 is the number for QAnon. They are obsessed with the number 17. If it ever pops up in anything, immediately they see it as a sign that they are being called out to. Oh, it's, it tickles their smooth, smooth brains. Like, they get yeah. one wrinkle every time the number 17 shows up. And Yeah, it, basically the number 17 for QAnon is like boobs to like a teenage boy. It's just like they just got to have it. They got to see it. They're going on the internet scur- scurrying around for the number 17 in the wild. So they can just like freak out about it. That's so weird that it's never come up before. Yeah, not once. <laughs> I love my grids. Mike is like actually baffled. I just, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. This is this, I mean, this is just uh, this is something that's like just omnipresent in QAnon. Like uh, immediately after the conviction came out, someone was just like, 17 counts, lol. You're watching a movie." <laughs> Like they, like literally, if Donald Trump got convicted of seventeen counts and was sentenced to like one hundred and seventy years in prison, they would be like, "Oh, oh, those kidders! Oh, that wacky Trump! Oh, this is all totally a joke!" <laughs> and then Trump dies in prison seventeen months later, and they're like, "Ah, oh, got him again!" <laughs> it's just, nope, nothing, nothing matters. All they want to see is seventeen. It's like, oh well, um, maybe Trump- maybe that explains uh, Matt Gates's. Like pedophilia, maybe he's yes. just like, well, I, I of course I love seventeen-year-old girls. I have to. My love, Alle- alleged. He hasn't been convicted yet. Oh god, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, charged. I feel like we should. I feel like, well, he's never going to get charged. I mean, let's be real. If he if he hasn't been charged by now, and he's also like, I remember the glorious days of our optimism, where we were just like, "Well, he's not getting charged. He's probably rolling over on everybody because they got him dead to rights." Well, I mean, that must be the slowest rolling maneuver in the history of rolling, because I mean, his, fucking nothing has happened. His buddy was convicted and sentenced already. Like, that he did everything with. He was literally convicted and sentenced. And the judge was just like, hey, uh, we know that you, everyone wants to give this guy a slap on the wrist, but no, I'm actually throwing the book at this prick. They, yeah, his buddy uh, Joel Greenberg got 11 years, and like that was kind of like a, even higher than what the prosecution wanted. The judge was like, nope, fuck this guy, hammering him. Just He's getting it because uh, he's done a lot of untoward shit, and there's no amount of cooperation that I'm going to deem sufficient for this guy not to do a good stretch in a club fed. So, uh, yeah, fuck you, buddy. So, Well, we've gotten a little off topic talking about the, uh, the failings of our legal system. Uh, we should be talking about the failings of our legal system. Uh, because despite the uh, Trump org getting uh, found guilty on these seventeen counts, what, what's what's the big boy damages for this like multi multi billion dollar organization or whatever? Like, let's <laughs> the drum roll, please. Uh, nothing. <laughs> One <laughs> single saw, million dollars. Yeah, I think the number I saw banded about. Maybe this is wrong. Was literally One point seven million dollars. And <laughs> what that. It, like that number has been sticking on my brain. It could not be. Maybe it was one point three or whatever. My brain just turned at one point seven. But even when I thought it was one point seven ahead of us recording this, so little did I know, acknowledge that seventeen thing. It never even rated as like. Yeah. I'm saying they're reading an article, seventeen cows, one point seven million. I'm just like, yep, this is normal. These are just regular numbers. What if, yeah. what if, what's the next? <laughs> it's like fucking Alex Jones get gets hit with one and a half billion. The Trump organization gets hit with not even two million like i like what's happening to alex jones bang spot on you we need to send a message but like these guys the trump organization is a fucking literal shell company just used to launder money for the trumps they get caught like handed the cookie jar could not be more red-handed like found guilty, and they're just like, uh, I don't know, like one percent of what you have. That's yeah. not too good, right? I, oh yeah, I hate that it's come to this, but I looked it up. It was one point six million dollars in fines on seventeen. <laughs> so I'm assuming that oh, I saw those two numbers. I saw those two numbers close to one another, and just conflated one into the other. So mm-hmm. it was close. I mean, but you know, <sighs> but but then Donald Trump went and he spoke to eighty eight press members, and everybody <laughs> lost their fucking shit. And then he went to stay in the room twenty three. And it was all wild. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jordan yeah, showed up. Um, he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, this, from what I was been reading, is basically just sort of what a lot of people are hoping will be like a first step into more uh, tax evasion charges against actual members of the Trump family, potentially including Trump himself. Uh, but again, like getting your hopes up for the, the Trump family actually facing indictments. I mean, like God help you. It's just, it's just so ridiculously frustrating. Like just watching the wheels of justice grind as incredibly slowly and painfully as they have been. And uh, the the Manhattan DA, like original, uh, like the the guy who uh, is in this area, like 
turned down the prosecution against Trump and like two of his like two of his lawyers like resigned in kind of in protest of his decision not to go forward with the charges. So I I just it's it's super frustrating because it, I, I mean, it feels like Trump will be indicted, but at the same time, I'm just in like a, I'll believe it when I see it mode because I've just been jerked around so often on this shit where it's like, oh, they got him now. Oh, Trump's going to go down for sure this time. And then like smash cut to it just doesn't happen. And it's just like, yay, like eventually, eventually I'm, I become black to the idea that this is going to happen. And it's like, okay. Like, I know that he just got his ass kicked in the 11th district and that Judge Cannon's bullshit fucking, uh, like, attempt to prevent the documents from being observed is has been removed and that, like, the documents case is now going forward again and all that stuff. Yeah. Grand juries are being impaneled, but at the same time, it's like... Uh, we, we people have always talked about how QAnon's been edging for like five years over Hillary getting indicted or whatever, and like that's like a total fantasy. Like, there's never been any forward momentum on anyone of their enemies going down, but we're on the other side of it, and it's just like, oh, the grand juries, oh, the evidence, oh, nothing. It's just like, come on, like, just it's. It's just a, it, it, you're just a hamster on a wheel, being just like spinning around, thinking you're going somewhere. And it's like, no, nope, you're actually not. It's just, yeah, I don't know. I kind of got to hope that like convictions of any sort are good and hopefully lead to more. And oh, maybe yeah. people flipping. I, that's but... what I want, but it's just like, it's like it, it's just it's just hard. It's just like you're like believing this is the year the Detroit Lions are going to turn it around. They're going to do it. It's like no, they're the Detroit Lions. They're never going to do it. So <laughs> just, yeah. Plus, uh, jokes on you, Blue Anon Cucks. Uh, <laughs> Team Q got a little bit of their rocks off in the form of some absolutely salacious Twitter bombshells this week. Elon, Daddy, yeah. he's spoon feeding them. The big boy stuff. So, Mike, the Twitter in, files. In, in 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 the wake of the Twitter files, what have we learned? Uh, we have learned that apparently uh, time travel was involved in this whole thing yeah. because everywhere you look, these people are screaming about how uh, Biden violated the First Amendment, and I've actually seen people like use the term the Biden administration when talking about the Twitter files and the Twitter files are about the Hunter Biden laptop story that got spiked in the year 2020 and lead up to the election in the lead up to the election, which you might recall had Donald Trump as the incumbent president. There was no Biden administration at this time. There was a Trump administration and uh, Matt Talabibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibibib
as I've pointed out on Twitter, uh, Joe Biden at the time of that campaign was a private citizen. He held no office. He was just a dude running for president. The exact same way Trump was a private citizen when he ran for office in 2016. These people have no government power. They have no agency within our government to do anything. And um, the other thing that was in the in the Twitter threads was the, all the links that people went to to see what the Biden campaign asked to have removed. It was mostly pictures of Hunter Biden's dick. That was pretty much it. It was just Hunter's massive hog. The Biden campaign was like, yo, this is um, non-consensual leaking of pornographic material of somebody. Please take it down. This fits the definition of revenge porn. Please remove it. So that's the quote unquote first amendment violation, which was a campaign run on behalf of a private citizen asked for photos of that private citizen's son's penis to be removed from the internet that that guy did not, did not put up there himself. It was like, yo, I'm Hunter Biden. Check out my massive hog. I'm so well hung. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That private citizen wants to keep their privates private, baby. Yes. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hunter Biden, other than people putting him in the press, has not like I, I don't remember him making any statements. Like no, he is the the polar opposite of the Trump clowns. Like he's never, as far as I know, I don't even know if he's been in the White House. Like <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he, he might have visited Pop Pop at the White House, but that's about it. I mean, yeah, he's not like. Uh, Jared and Ivanka, who basically were working for daddy uh, thanks to nepotism and getting like security clearances they weren't authorized to. Hunter Biden is just like at this point, like he's like Icarus. His his dad flew too close to the sun and actually became president. So all of Hunter Biden's like stupidity in his life is being like gone over with a fine tooth comb to try to make dad look bad by comparison. And it's just like. Yeah, yeah uh, for the record, we we here at Hellworld, if Hunter Biden has committed crimes, we want to see him prosecuted, investigated and prosecuted. Uh, but as of right now, like he I mean, he definitely has done drugs in the past, but no one seems to really want to go after him for that. And uh, I think he's definitely admitted to uh visiting a sex worker but yeah like the uh, the hunter biden grand jury was mostly about um back taxes which he has paid off and i i I read the stories about like what would happen will hunter biden get indicted and they said like one of the things like you can indict somebody for failing to pay taxes even if they've paid it back but the problem is is like juries are really recalcitrant to like send someone to jail when they when they've ponied up the cash for what they right. owed because it's just kind of like this guy did the crime but guess what he's already uh he's already received absolution for it he's already made he's already made restoration and like the other charge was that he may have had an unlicensed gun at some point and i saw the, <laughs> the, I, I, <laughs> the republicans desperately do not want anyone to start prosecuting for having an unlicensed gun because that's a pandora's box they cannot open yeah i actually saw an article that was like uh, law joe biden pushed for might actually come back to bite hunter biden in the butt and it was just and people were like hey like if uh 
again, if the, if this was the case, if there's like some sort of like firearms charge that Hunter Biden could be like uh, exposed to, and he did it, fucking charge him. We don't care. I He's think it not- would only look good for Biden if his son was actually like a law he passed. If his son was prosecuted under it and been like he broke the law, like he needs to face the consequences for it. But like, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's ridiculous. So we so Elon gave all the Twitter files directly to Matt Taibbi, his pet reporter. Um, And he also so I was seeing something that Elon clearly doesn't know that uh, who Baker is, which was one of Trump's lawyers. Do I have this right? Uh, so Jim Baker was uh, he was part of the FBI and he was one of the, he was basically law- one of the lawyers in Twitter that was like overseeing these like these disclosures to the public and then um, basically the lizard brains between Elon and Talibi and Barry Weiss they were like oh my god this guy like we know him from the government and he's now like trying to like put his thumb on the scale on these papers. So Elon fired him, which was ridiculous because one of the funniest things about all this is I saw a Q and on and all these right wing people being, Oh, this deep state lawyer, they got rid of him. Thank God. Now we're going to get the truth. Uh, Baker was actually the star witness against Michael Sussman at the Durham trial. Like it was Baker was the guy trying to say, Oh no, Michael Sussman lied to me about like the, context of why he was visiting me with this information because that was the whole point of the Durham trial against Sussman was that Sussman wasn't telling the FBI that he was working on behalf of the Clinton, the Clinton campaign when he went to them with this information. And that was a material lie that Sussman should be convicted for. So Baker is both a deep state operative who was trying to undermine Elon getting out the truth to the American public and also right. was working hand in hand with Durham to try to bring down the deep state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely dumb, like the Twitter files. And I noticed that the second set of Twitter files, uh, well, the first set came out real slow because I think. Elon realized that uh, he could get fucking sued if he wasn't careful. And the second set that he has promised uh, seems to be materializing even slower. And oh, yeah. uh, it, the, the Twitter files part two was supposed to be the day after the Twitter files part one. And then it didn't happen. And now I think like Telly posted a thing that was like supplement Twitter files supplemental. And it's like, Welcome to your new job, idiot. You are the Twitter files guy. That's all you're ever going to be for the next forever. It's just, hi, I'm the one like handing the handing out the cherry picked information Elon wants you to read about. And my favorite and my favorite part of all of this shit is that I saw so many people in QAnon being like, oh God, Elon, Elon picking Matt Delaby to be his like conduit is so good because I'm never going to get his name right. He doesn't deserve to get his name right. So fuck him. But uh, this, but the best part was they were just like, he's a left-wing legend. They, all the liberals love him. He's in, he's absolutely unimpeachable in their eyes. Like him being the vector by which this truth is delivered will be devastating. And it's like, (laughs) and it's like, have you people followed this guy for the past, like 
like four fucking years. He is one of the biggest Mr. Trump who I do not support shit weasels on the internet who just be like, now, now, now what Trump said is unacceptable, but what you crazy liberals are trying to make it out to be is even worse. Like you critics of Trump are wrong about what you're doing. Now I don't support Trump, but, and weirdly enough, I only ever attack Trump's critics. I never actually attack Trump, only the people that are against him. But if you ask me if I support Trump, oh, of course I don't. I don't. Well, what, what <laughs> yeah. could you possibly want to attack Donald Trump for? Uh, let's yeah. find out as we transition into our glorious headlines segment. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Well, here's a pretty good reason. Donald Trump uh, is apparently sort of wishy-washy on the Constitution, which if you're a Republican, <laughs> it seems like it should be a pretty big deal. Uh, Mike... <laughs> Get get into the nitty and gritty of how badly Mr. Donald Trump hates the U.S. Constitution. So, yeah, the Twitter files uh, pilled Donald Trump because he is a giant okay. dum-dum who, like, literally anything that he sees that makes anything that comes out that says the 2020 election was stolen from you, Donald, you done got screwed. Like he's just a moth to flame for that shit. So the moment the Twitter files came out, he was like freaking out and screaming and immediately he got on truth social because no matter how much Elon wants him to post on Twitter, he's not going to do it. <laughs> and he began to piss and moan about how this proves the election was stolen from me. This is bullshit. And like, we need to have a redo of the election, this, that, the other thing. And if the constitution doesn't like have the provisions needed for fixing that, well then, you know, maybe we need to, maybe we need to get window. rid of it. Yeah. Maybe we need to just sort of be like, you know, um, if the constitution can't handle this kind of stuff. Then, um, we need to go. We need to find other ways. We need to do other things. So yeah, the Constitution, no great shakes, because uh, the Constitution let me lose that election. So how good could it be if it didn't like save me, Donald Trump, from <laughs> losing to Joe Biden? I mean, that's it's that's such my- a crazy, casually wild ass thing to say. <laughs> like, and I don't know if he's gonna get anywhere near enough splashback from saying it. It's definitely making headlines. It's got his name in the news. Like, it's keeping it there. But just saying, <laughs> Biden, the not president had his son's illegally posted uh, dick pics taken off of Twitter. So that means I should be president throughout the Constitution. Like, yeah. I, I'm not being hyperbolic. That's what he said. Yeah. Oh, and he's very mad about the fact that people are calling him out on this. Uh, He then posted later, the fake news is trying to actually convince the American people that I said I wanted to terminate the Constitution. This is simply more disinformation and lies, all caps, just like Russia, all caps, Russia, 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 and all their other hoaxes and scams. What I said was that there was massive and widespread fraud and deception has been irrefutably proven in the 2020 presidential election. Steps must be taken to right the wrong. Only fools would disagree agree with that and accept stolen elections <laughs> and then he ended with maga so he literally like his signature was maga on his angry That's a good one Solid. yeah yes I-, I love his position he's just like all these all these liberal news networks are trying to twist my words and say that i said that we should suspend some parts of the constitution and of course i never said that 
And then it's just like, of course, like literally verbatim, you did say that. And we can show the screenshots of these things side by side. And many news outlets have because it's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The actual quote from his from the thing that he totally didn't say is, so if the revelation of massive and widespread fraud and deception in the working closely with big tech companies, the DNC, the Democrat Party, do you throw out the presidential election results of 2020 out? and declare the rightful winner or do you have a new election a massive fraud of this type and magnitude allows for the termination of all rules regulations and articles even those found in the constitution our great founders did not want nor would condone false and fraudulent elections uh, so no well i mean that's true yes like- <laughs> Uh, smash cut to the election of 1800 going down a rabbit hole of history no one wants to deal with but yes <laughs> yeah I mean as, as, as much as we're not uh, you know journalists we're also not historians yeah. uh, you, 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 you flirt with both of these things but the, le- <laughs> the, the rest of us less so yeah but yeah um, I, I think uh, you, you could very easily if you were someone writing a headline uh, go to a massive fraud of this type magnitude allows for the termination and then do a lot of ellipses and then put constitution as the next word because that still flows. Because uh, saying that you want the, uh, the termination of all rules, regulations, and articles, even those found in the constitution, makes it sound pretty clear to me that you're okay with terminating the constitution. Yeah, That's how else the- am I supposed to interpret that sentence? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, like, real question. How how else am I, like, devil's advocate here? How else am I supposed to fucking interpret that sentence other than you want to throw out at least the parts of the Constitution that you don't like because Hunter Biden's penis got taken off of Twitter? Like, that definitely... <laughs> wow. Also, somebody should probably tell that, like, all of Republican conservative battle cries involve some article of the Constitution. They love the First Amendment. They can't get enough of their, like, the Second Amendment or whatever. They just love amendments. They can't get it. And maybe maybe nobody has told them that amendment means amendment to the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that'll just blow his mind. He'll be like, what? But I love amendments. Yeah. They're my favorite <laughs> things. <laughs> That's why I decided to choose social, because I love amendments so much. Yeah, name, I, yeah. <laughs> name name the the I I would die if Trump ever got sat down. And they're like, okay, you love amendments so much. Tell me the contents of any of them outside of the first, second, and fifth, and then on the fifth, explain it to me. Like, explain how it works. Like yeah. on the first, second, and fifth, explain the contents of those. I'd and like then, to say that this makes him a real dumb dumb, but I couldn't do that either. <laughs> I, I, I know that it was taught to me at some point in like middle school or whatever, and I just could not be bothered to give a shit. I was just like, man, this constitution, constitution sounds pretty neat. It affords me a lot of protections. Thank you, Constitution. And that was the end of it. That was the end of my love affair with the Constitution, acknowledging that it gives me freedom, especially due to the the color of my skin and the penis I have. So, mm, white yes. penis. Yeah. The Constitution. I, I get when I show up to the Constitution, they they invite me into the back room where the real uh, protections are. Yes. 
Yeah, you, you walk into the room and the guy with the earpiece who talks into his hand, he actually unclips the velvet rope and lets you into like the white person constitution. The yeah, the white cishet male constitution, the great constitution. Oh yeah, the, you, like, you go up to the counter and you're just like, I need some toilet paper. And they're like, Okay, how how soft? And you're like, three ply. And then they lead you into the back where it's secretly like a sneaker showroom. And they're just like, Hey, we just got the Yeezys in, they're like fifteen grand. And she's like, really? Still? That's super surprising. And they're just like, we don't care about politics here. We sell shoes. Literally, the day Trump was elected, I was in one of my final college courses, and there was this uh, girl in the course with me, and she's she was happy. She was like, no, this is great. And I was like, I told her to her face, uh, I was like, you're a fucking idiot. I was like, I'm a, a white male, ostensibly Christian, middle-aged, none of my rights will be impeached at all but you're a woman and guess what they're gonna come for you in some way and she was uh she was like what and i'm like like i'm just telling you right now there's only under trump there's only one protected class and it's him it's people that are defined as like him and you're not it like is going to take away some of your rights i don't know which ones but they will like so strap in buckle up buttercup oh yeah yeah i mean that that's that was inevitable that's just the nature of uh these kinds of authoritarians is that there have to be second class citizens to make the quote unquote first class citizens feel better about themselves and so trump going after the constitution was uh obviously i mean this is this is heresy so the one really important thing about QAnon is that no matter what Trump does, his heresy is always acceptable. Like if you, a dum-dum, got mad at the Constitution, you'd be excommunicated from the group immediately. Trump does it, and it's savvy. Um, the two lines of argument I've seen, uh, the first of which is in like some world like rational, was, oh, look at Trump. He's making all these libs defend the Constitution. You know, he's setting them up to have to like be beholden to it. And it's like, uh, we were always beholden to the Constitution. Like, our quote-unquote problems with the Constitution are shit like you revising the Second Amendment to be going from well-regulated militias having the rights to bear arms to fucking anybody gets a gun and, like, that kind of stuff. But, like, the actual, like, Constitution itself and the way it's set up, like, most liberals are pretty okay with that. There's, like, oh. some stuff that we'd be annoyed about, but, hey, that them's the breaks. The other thing I've seen people say, which is absolute bad shit, just absolute madness was by telling people the Constitution can fuck right off means Trump's leaning hard into the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, we're doing it. Oh shit, and then the Declaration of Independence charges to the ring from backstage without stopping like the Ultimate Warrior. Oh my god. Oh, oh it starts laying clotheslines into the Constitution like you read about the press slam, the splash. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you guys know, but if you see a car out driving around and it has we the people on the back in that uh you know scrawling font only constitutional scholars are allowed to have that on the back of their car you have oh. to be a certified constitutional scholar to have that on your car it is against the law otherwise so you can stop that person and ask them any constitutional queries you have and have them like define and explain for you and okay, they will be able to tell you the entire constitution word for word 
That's incredibly reassuring. Thank God. It's so good to know that so many Americans are erudite and knowledgeable about. I the just needed everyone to know that it's it's it is uh, you know one hundred percent against the law to have that uh, you know in, in the what's that fucking font called uh, the sprawling <laughs> quill font. We the people yeah. with a flag what behind font it. Is it? <laughs> I mean, back in the day, it was just called handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know that, that has a dumb. I guarantee that has a dumb font name. You know what that font's name is? Sarge Freedom. It's the Freedom, Freedom font. Nailed it. You got it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there was one that was just called like Jefferson Script, and that was what it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, uh, so you know, I guess if you're a student of fonts, which I believe at least one of our listeners is, go mm-hmm. ahead and chime in. Because I'm sure that you're raging in your in your, your <laughs> headphones are providing you with rage-inducing content right now. Well, as, you as will never ask for the name of a font. And you're like, I know it. <laughs> you will never know what it more what it feels like to be a ghost than listening to a podcast and knowing the answer to something they are talking about. Just, just shouting at people that can't hear you. <laughs> see I, i'm that way but with with puns that seem incredibly obvious to me or especially portmanteaus when they come up that seems super obvious to me that like these ostensible professional comedians like overlook it's like hey paul f Tompkins, you you miss that low-hanging fruit there what you think you're too good for that one or did you just miss it <laughs> either way you're wrong you should have picked up on it i love a portmanteau get with it <laughs> you, you have to you have to fucking earn that mustache more like a portman throw Boom. Oh, I, I mean, I guess it was kind of weird, <laughs> but it took me a while. It took me a second to understand what it was. And then when I got there, I was like, okay, I guess some marks <laughs> like four, four out of 10 or whatever. <laughs> I don't even get a D. I mean, I said some marks I didn't say they were good. They were just some. <laughs> I'm a harsh mistress. Yeah. <laughs> uh. L, or as we like to call him, the East German judge. You don't, you don't step into the Punderdom with L. Unless you uh, don't worry, Mike. I'll pick that one up. Speaking of Germany, it's segue time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's flawless, which you can tell because I used the actual word segue in it. Uh, so uh, sort of breaking, not breaking enough to warrant any sort of from the front lines voice, which is why you didn't hear it. But breaking enough that we're going to make it our second headline of the week. Uh, there were some feel-good arrests in Germany this week, Mike. It feels good to get a W for the good guys. What happened in Germany uh, yeah. just 24 hours ago? So uh, 25 people uh, were arrested uh, on suspicion of plotting to overthrow the German government and to attack parliament. Um, what are they on fucking compound V? How are we going to overthrow the whole government 25 <laughs> strong? <laughs> uh, well, well, they were working. They were trying. I mean, so they, they were um, hustling. Yeah, they were hustling. So um, they were looking to try to uh, attack the German uh, the, the German uh, parliament, which I still, still believe is called the Reichstag, which is terrifying if you remember how Hitler eventually took full power of uh, Germany. Um, and these 25 people uh, included a sitting judge and other uh, military and police officials. And this movement is... Um, a, basically a German version of the sovereign citizen movement that we have here in America um, called the citizens of the Reich or the Reichsburger. And these people um, believe that 
Germany after World War II is illegitimate and not a real state, that it is actually a puppet government. Oh, so they're of, German sovereign citizens. Right, exactly. It, it, they believe they believe like they believe that the German government is a puppet government of France, uh, England, Russia, and America, and that this government is illegitimate and not a true government, and it needs to be removed. And then, like a true German government that represents Germany, can be in, reinstalled in its place. This is a weird take on the thing about America's government being a corporation and not a country based on some obscure bit of legislation in the 1800s that um, like incorporated Washington, DC. So yeah, this is, and the thing about this is that they do say that these people were influenced by QAnon, but this is one of those things where it's just a smorgasbord of, uh, weird right-wing ideologies and beliefs. Um, again, you have the sovereign, sovereign citizen stuff. You have the QAnon stuff. Um, you have people that were in like German royalty that thought that like they were going to get their seat back into like power and influence um, at some point in Germany, in Germany's uh, history. Like, when reunification happened, they're like, okay, Germany's reunified now, so you're really going to recognize me as being, like, the duke of this piece of Germany, right? And they're like, no, we're a Western liberal democracy at this point. You're as useless as the British monarchy, but way more useless, because we don't even care about you the way we gawk at those weirdos. So uh, get fucked, German royal. And that guy's <laughs> like, God damn it, well... Nuts to you! I'll topple your government, and I'll I'll be reinstated as the Duke of uh, Munich or whatever, and then, then you'll have to respect me. So, yeah, you had a bunch of um, a bunch of people that had gotten themselves pilled on various right wing extremist ideals that had come to the conclusion that yeah, now it's time to overthrow the German government and. They were far enough along in this plot that the German police were like, time to arrest you for your bullshit. So uh, it, from all accounts, it doesn't appear that they were very close to being successful, but they definitely did want to do this thing. They definitely did want to try successful to like... Successful enough that Germany mobilized 3,000 police officers yeah. and fucking came on them. Is there nothing in German that doesn't sound evil? Reichsburger? It's just their government. <laughs> like... Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, they they uh, blitz. Well, that, that's the problem is that they they have to pay the price for the fact that they have produced the world like timeless arch nemesis, the Nazi. Yeah, and that like it, <laughs> I wonder if pre Nazi, if like cultural perception, like let's say pre World War One, right? The cultural right. perception of the German language. Did people think that it sounded in like inherently sort of aggressive and sinister? Or has that only come about because there were a couple of world wars fought over them? Either way, <laughs> Kanye West, now known as Ye, <laughs> would love, just absolutely love, among other things, for the Jewish people to just let it go. Like, hey, man, stop crowing about it. To unfreeze uh, his bank accounts. Which is just like an insanely insane thing for anyone to say, but especially a black person, because there's like a there are there's also thousands of years of oppression against your people that I'm sure you you don't want to let go. And what should you? Anyway, Mike, let's let's go into our yay watch for the week. Yay uh, watch. 
<laughs> what, what's going on? What, like, just give us a sous-saw of the insane shit that Ye West has said this week. Ooh. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, yeah, so yay, um... After like walking out of Tim Pool's uh, quote unquote interview, Starfucker Alex Jones just couldn't resist. He had to do it. He had to try to tap into that yay hotness. No, so, well, funnily enough, I, I this is exclusive, totally factually accurate information that only I have. At first, he did not know that it was Ye West. He just thought it was someone in a gimp outfit. And for reasons <laughs> only known to him, he was very excited to get that person like in the same room with him. He was just like, okay, what else is going on? I need you to get that gimp in here. Like, you want to interview Ye? And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> Where I, I do like that your Alex Jones sounds a lot like J. Jonah Jameson, who famously they portrayed as an Alex Jones character. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, the, 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 there are subtle differences. It's your uncultured ear that can't hear them. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what it do anything. Blame the other person. Shut up, idiot. Uh, so, uh, so, yeah, so uh, Ye goes on Alex Jones's show, and I think, like, the the, the problem is, is that Ye just wants to be an out and open anti-Semite. And that's bad for Alex. And I think my favorite thing was Alex, like, stress laughing in response to, like, Ye's just <laughs> refusal, refusal to play ball with him. Like, Alex would go on a, a rant to try to be like, this is what Ye's really going for. And then Ye would be like, no, what I'm going for is I love Hitler and I hate Jewish people. Yeah. And then Alex would just be like, oh, wow, okay, well, you know, First Amendment, and, uh, that's what InfoWars is all back. We'll be right back. And just, just, just like the, Al, uh, Kanye, Ye did not want to play ball. He was not going to let this be sanitized in any way, shape, or form. He was just going to say horrible things. And I think like the thing that a lot of people like, kind of ignored because the, the, the interview went on for so long and there was so much of it, but there was just one moment in the interview where um, like Alex Jones was talking about the Holocaust and he just brought up Hitler didn't kill 6 million Jews. Just that is just straight Holocaust denial. And like whatever else you were going to say about Yee's trolling and dumb pro Hitler, anti-Jewish people shit and all that stuff. stuff. No lead with the, like the headline, he denies Holocaust. 
Like that's the first thing you start with in the whole thing. He literally said in defense of the press on this one. I think Ye defends Hitler is also just like <laughs> I think it's fine. Well, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like it still cuts to the I feel like it's got the the, the same taggy yeah. zip of miracle whip that really just makes it it's just like when you see that headline, it's not just like, oh, well, wait. he supports Hitler, but at least he's not denying the Holocaust. It, it goes down real smooth. Oh yeah. But yeah, it's just he that's what he wanted to do and it's really funny that like anyone would get near him knowing that's what's going to happen. And since this has happened, uh, Alex has decided <laughs> to come out and be super weird about Nick Fuentes. Um he I don't know exactly. I don't know if it was an interview or if he just like was on somebody else's podcast, but Alex just like basically said now, like, I don't want to call Nick Fuentes a homosexual. It's on just, Steven Crowder's show. On Steven Crowder's show. Yeah. He goes on Louder or Crowder and basically makes the, I'm not saying, but I'm saying allegation that Nick Fuentes is gay. And um, he's also like denounced, like he's like massively pro Hitler stance. Nick Fuentes has then tr- come around and called Alex controlled opposition, and they're doing that. Oh whole yeah, thing. they all turned on each other a lot because yeah. Alex Jones is on the damage control. I don't like Hitler tour, and uh, but also yeah, co- maybe calling Nick Fuentes gay. I mean, Nick Fuentes is a weird fucking incel Holocaust denier, uh, but. Like this is like a classic. This is, this is like a Republican legislature move, though. Yeah. Like it's just like they're just like, oh, you know what? Uh, all of this, all of this fucking yay West loves Hitler. The colon hates Jews. Like situation is happening. You know, we're gonna sneak under the jacket. Yeah, and also this guy's gay, and uh, you know he's gay or whatever. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Well, anyway, back to yay talking about Hitler. But I just want to make sure that you know this guy is gay. Even, right? And, like, it's like, just like would... even if he is, it doesn't matter. Right, but but what Elle was talking about it, it, it reminds me very much of how they got Madison Cawthorn out of Congress. It was like Madison Cawthorn was like literally, I went to Hitler's summer vacation home. It was a bucket list goal of mine, and he's been like arrested, going on the planes of guns all the time, and he's a lunatic, and he's like, there's all these allegations that he sexually harassed any woman in his sight when he was in college, and all of that <laughs> stuff. Then all of a sudden, one photo comes out where he's, he's kissing his own cousin's pee-pee, and suddenly it's curtains for him. <laughs> right! Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, like, you get one photo of him naked, groping with some guy in bed, and bam, he loses a Republican primary, and he's out of office. Like, all the all the gun and sexual harassment of women, and the, Hitler, and the pro-Hitler shit, not enough to make him lose a Republican primary. Might be gay? Boom! You're out buddy get fucked <laughs> yeah there's a line we will not cross and it's the gay line right like you you can be you can you can like tickle the pro hitler stuff and we, we'll let you sneak through a republican yeah, primary walk that what is, back what yeah. is up what is up with the the conservative paranoia regarding people secretly being something else entirely like <laughs> there's so many like they're afraid that people are gay or secretly the other biological sex, or in extreme cases, secretly a lizard person or a hologram. But like a very common thread in like Republican conspiracy theory bullshit is that oh, the people that you the people that you think you know are secretly something completely different. They're just like putting on a they, they, they've got a costume of the person that you know. What's the deal with that? It's it, it very high level paranoia. 
a lot of it, I think, comes back to being anti-trans and everything. They have to know what something is immediately when they look at it. They have to be able to put it in the box that it belongs in, and it has to be that. It can't ever change. Their their brains cannot handle it changing. And I think the other side of it is also that they want to be the ones that have the secret knowledge. They want to be the ones that put on the they live sunglasses. They want to be able Mm. to spot the fact that you're gay or trans without anyone else knowing the secret truth. I mean, like, like if you ever go down the dark role, the dark rabbit hole of uh, transvestigators, it is just absolute, the most aggressive brain worms you've ever seen. No, I don't think I want to. They got photos of like Charisse Theron wearing a bikini, and they're like, "Now you look here, and you can totally see the ma- the, the 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 male body." And they're like going over her legs and stuff. And I'm like, "I'm looking at a hot chick in a bikini, and you're trying to prove to me she's a man? Like, like what planet are you on?" And also, does it really matter? Like, if you have to get in there with the fucking magnifying glass and like the forceps and shit, like really get to if you have to if you have to be Sherlock Holmes to deduce it. Should it matter? I mean, it shouldn't matter to begin with, but like, like, what do you want? Also, (laughs) even if it does, it doesn't like, yeah. Well, the the thing I will never, it doesn't matter is one is one thing that's obviously at the top always. But, but the, the thing that just blows my mind about these people is what do they think human demographics actually are? Do we think we're 75% male and 25% female? Like how is every famous woman like not was, was not assigned female at birth? Like how was that possible? Like you go through your high school yearbook and just like look at all the women and none of them ever made it. None of them were ever successful. Like, well, just- I mean, like the, the logical answer is that there's also a lot of secret uh, biological women out there posing as men like hey tom arnold you'll be you'll, you'll never know vagina all the way i know it's <laughs> crazy i wouldn't have thought it either but you confirmed like it's it is known like it's like in the secret annals of hollywood it's just like yeah and, and, and when you say a thing like that you're just like that sounds completely absurd and the answer is yeah so, so does so does all the shit that the Republican conservative paranoid lunatic also says. How dare you make me think of Tom Arnold, a thing I <laughs> a person I'd managed an idiot I'd managed to bleach from my brain. Well, I mean, if you thought he was God previously, I'd, I'd like to introduce you to his fake vagina. Uh, here's a paint, paint yourself. Get out your get out your oil paintbrush of the mind and go ahead and paint yourself a nice big portrait of Tom no, Arnold. I don't want to. <laughs> Well, I think that I think that that this is our new niche. We need to just like get rid of our social media presence as is, and we come back as transvestigators, but we only target men and call them women because the whole like the transvestigation is always claiming that women are men because there's like, there's that undercurrent of just raging misogyny that has to be a part of it because yeah. you're part of this angry incel community and you just look at a beautiful woman and you resent her, so then like you slur her by calling her a man and you think you've like won. So, like, we need to be the incredibly unsuccessful trans investigators that go after men. And we're like, why are we getting no engagement? We just called Tom Cruise a chick. Where's our million views? And it's just like, well, Tom Cruise is a weird Scientologist, but, like, no one has, like, raging hatred against men where you slur them as women and suddenly you just, like, ding all the views as a result of it. 
Yeah, that's a that's an incredibly great uh, transphobic idea, but I'm just, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that one. I feel like <laughs> I would get us in a lot of trouble, uh, even if we were doing it for, there, with our no tongues firmly there. in our cheek. <laughs> I feel like that would be a difficult one to just be like, no, we're not on the joke, and that's what makes it funny. And they're just gonna think, are any of you trans? And they'd be like, no, and then they're just like, well, then fuck off, you goons. And we'd be like, yeah, we deserve that. We fucked yeah, up. You're, we yeah, fucked up real right. bad with this one. This was this was a really poor taste. Yeah, we've we've made some mistakes. Yeah, I'm gonna cut this one off at the pass. Yeah, uh, I, I I woke up one of the one of the the sleeping psychics and they pooped out a little orb and that orb told me that 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 idea is bad. Yeah, do, do not do that. Don't do that. Do not start your weird like in in, in joke transvestigation channel. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure we'll get to talk about Ye West more in future episodes because it does seem like uh, he 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 had a pretty good career. So it seems like he's got some more gas in the tank for uh, high profile ruining it. Uh, so let's go out uh, on on the rare good note uh, for our headline segment for this week because uh, we the the champions of sanity not not we Adventures in Hell Wall podcast but we collectively Democrats have uh, or liberals at the very least have defeated actual madness in georgia narrowly narrow victory yeah. over actual bonkers nonsense in georgia <laughs> uh and i'm no I, i'm certainly no pundit so let me throw it over to mike who has more knowledge of these things mike victory in georgia big news yes yes uh raphael warnock uh the democrat who um i don't know exactly how he drew the short straw but like in 2020 him and ossoff ran for senate and for some reason, Warnock got the seat that he had to run for re-election again in two years because that was the seat that was like being that was being like uh, there was a placeholder for it, and the full term was two years away. Whereas Ossoff won and got the full six, so that dude's just chilling. But uh, Warnock had to run to hold that seat and get the full six for himself. And the Republican Party uh, vomited forth uh, Herschel Walker, uh, a man who. Uh, obviously is suffering, obviously has mental illness and probably has cognitive impairment and little CTE. Yeah. A little CTE. And basically the the battle was between a man who was eminently qualified to be a Senator and had served for two years versus a man who scored a lot of tutties for the Georgia Bulldogs. And um, the difference in the, in the Georgia voting uh, populace uh, with about uh, you'd say close to 3 million votes cast was about 100,000 in favor of the man qualified to be a senator. So uh, Warnock won uh, 51.4 to 48.6, which is closer than it should have been. But it's a win, and I'll take it. Yeah. And um, this gives the Democrats 51 seats in the Senate, which um, a lot of people have pointed out uh, the two important things about this is that, one, the Democrats now just get to chair committees. They don't have to have a power-sharing agreement with the Republicans when it comes to who runs what committees, because in a 50-50 split, you got to be nicey-nice with the other side. And the other more important thing is that 51 seats gives you full subpoena power. Before, the Republicans could block a subpoena if you wanted to issue one against somebody to testify to the Senate. Now they can't. So if um, the Senate, because now that the Republicans are going to control the House in January, if the Senate wants to keep the 1-6 committee going, they can. And if they want to say, hey, chuckle fuck, uh, appear before us and testify, and that person's like, no, then they can be like, hey, we're <laughs> going to subpoena you. And uh, if you don't, you can be held in contempt of Congress. And uh, as Steve Bannon is eventually going to go to jail for, uh, that's a thing that actually has consequences. So 
these are nice, good things. And also having more seats is better than less because there'll be more elections down the line and having like a cushion for your majority is better than not having one. And finally, not having Herschel Walker in the Senate is fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> because the man is terrifyingly incapable of public speaking. The d- During the entire runoff, whenever Fox News would have Walker on, he had to have Ted Cruz or Lindsey Graham or somebody else carry the vast majority of the interview. And then they'd like throw it to Herschel for like his soundbite that he memorized at the end. Yeah, Hirsch. <laughs> They're like, okay, Hirsch, hit him with the catchphrase. And Herschel Walker would be like, I love abortions. Wait, no, what? And then they would cut his mic really quick. And he'd be like talking and like, he'd be having a furiously silent to the audience conversation with one of his handlers. (laughs) He'd be like, but I paid for so many abortions. Why can't I talk about it? What's wrong with that? I mean, they were very good to me. I didn't want to have those kids. I I love abortion. And and they're like, like, they're like, Herschel, Herschel, no, no. It's, it's bad for the public to hear those abort, things Abort, abort, wait, no. <laughs> the proud Texas resident, I believe, oh, wait, where are we again? <laughs> exactly. Just, that was, that kind of like, because I, I, I had just been following all of Herschel's like terrible personal quirks the whole way. It was very wild to me that they didn't go with the carpetbagger charge until like the runoff. Cause like that was Fetterman was hitting Oz on the carpetbagger thing from the jump. So I was like, I was like, Oh my God, Herschel Walker's also carpetbagging. Holy shit. Like, like it's almost like they were like fighting with one hand tied behind their back. We, they, we have more things to hit Walker with <laughs> in the runoff. Bam. I was like, Oh my God. So, um, so that all happened and it was great. And on top of that, we got to see Republicans uh, piss and moan about the fact that they lost. Uh, Laura Ingram was very upset about the fact that uh, that this happened and that the Republican Party appears to be just treading water, taking L after L. And um, Ronna McDonald, uh, also whose last name is actually Romney, but Trump made her get rid of it because he hates Mitt Romney. Uh, Ronna <laughs> is running for her fourth term as the chair of the RNC. And um, Lee Zeldin, who failed to run, uh, Ronna McDaniel, I'm sorry, I called her McDonald, but she deserves it. But uh, McDonald. Lee Zeldin came out and was just like, now Rana should step down and somebody else should be the chair because she's failed us so brutally. But I will not run against her after my failed bid for being governor of New York. Um, and it's like, well, Lee, if you're not going to stand against her, um, why should she step down? Like, if you don't got a candidate to actually replace her, you need to, like, either do it yourself or just, like, step up here, buddy. Because just saying, you suck at your job and you should quit. It's like, well, who's going to take the job? I have no comment on that, but it should not be you. Um, the only <laughs> the only person who has declared as a candidate against Rana for the RNC chair is our boy, Mike Lindell. Uh, Mike Lindell has said he was running for RNC chair. Uh, there were uh, reports in QAnon world that Trump had endorsed him for this job, but I have seen no actual confirmation of that. So I don't believe, I believe that Trump, as willing as he is to endorse any lunatic who will kiss his ring, uh, the, my pillow guys have bridged too far for Trump's endorsements, it appears at this time. <laughs> so, so Lee Zeldin. Those are your options. The lady who's been RNC chair as you guys have lost election after election or the MyPillow guy. 
So until you want to uh, like bring something to the table that's better than those options, uh, like sit in the corner, just uh, be quiet because <laughs> it's, it's just hilarious that like that the Republicans are like super mad about how they're going to fix things, but they have no solutions because. What solutions could they have? They're going to run terminate the Constitution guy for president in two years. That's their candidate. <laughs> Maybe they'll run Kirstie Alley. Oh, oh that'd be R.I.P. She's one of, <laughs> one of the last celebrities they still have. Go wait, wait a minute. What do you mean? What do you mean R.I.P.? Let's. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you, oh, he, <laughs> oh man, L, L didn't know about seventeen, nor did he know about Kirstie Alley. Oh man, I, I was living in a more beautiful world where. <laughs> <laughs> where our girl Kirsty did not die. Uh, yeah. No, of course I do. I was making zingers about it on Twitter because uh, <laughs> I, I think respect for the dead is only for people who were worth respect when they were alive. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I forgot. I forgot to. I forgot to kick her while she was down, six feet under, waka waka during the boost push. So I, I figured I'd fit it in here before we move away from talking about uh, other failed pseudo celebrities like Herschel Walker. Although I think Herschel Walker did something else, like you know. Celebrity worthy more recently than Kirstie Alley did. What was the last TV show she was on? 1992? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I think Scientology actually ruined her career. So, ah, oh, bummer. Yeah. Into a nicer person. Yeah. Ah, oh, dogs. <laughs> also, what are you talking about? Uh, being a Scientologist seems like it rules. And to- Tom Cruise is still a bangable Hollywood movie star, action lead, despite only being <laughs> five foot two. Uh, Danny Masterton got off on his rape trial because the jury just couldn't get, we couldn't get to a verdict, totally hung. Yeah. And I'm sure it was just like, yeah, I bet one person was sitting over there and they're just like counting a big wad of actual physical cash that came to them <laughs> in, a, in, a, in an envelope. Just being like, I don't know, guys, I'm not sure if he did it. <laughs> uh, hey, hey do, do any of you guys want a reading? I got an e-meter here for you. <laughs> you want to check what Thetan level you are? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the person receiving that bag didn't technically know who they were getting it from, uh, allegedly, because none of this obviously happened. Why Why would any of this have happened? Uh, but let's just say that hypothetically in the spy novel, spy fiction novel that I'm writing for Tom Clancy, <laughs> another famously dead lunatic, but... <laughs> Anyway, I'm all over the place. Let's let's pull me out of the spiral by going into our mailbag segment. Yeah. Our listeners got questions. We got answers. It's time for <laughs> Q and A. Uh, so uh, Janet F. Uh, Barkovic uh, asks, can praying medic tech teach me prophecy accurately? Uh, no, but for $125, he can teach you how to not faith heal. That is an actual thing on his website that he has like a... Uh, Oh, a faith healing class that like you go at your own pace. You like watch his videos. You just learn faith healing. And then at the end, you're a certified faith healer. You can just, you can just heal with your hands. You just go woo, and boom, people are cured for the low, low price of a buck 25. Certified faith healer. Well, certified in the eyes of praying medic. I don't know that he has a faith healing board beyond him, but uh, yeah. So if, if, I, I don't know that he has a prophecy course on his website. I just know that I just know about the faith healing class. So, uh, man, Which, if it didn't mean giving money to an absolute piece of shit, I would dip into our our meager Patreon coffers and take his faith healing and prophecy courses and see where it got us. Oh God. Yeah, I just I, I, prefer, I prefer to figure out the future by doing it the old fashioned way. Just asking Satan, hey, mm-hmm. Satan, what's going to happen, and then uh, uh, you know you'll get your answer once you pay the cost, and it changes, it varies. 
Market price, like a lobster. Yeah. Uh, oh, his the uh, faith healing course is now down to a buck twenty. Um, so it is. And, and, so, oh no! You mean one hundred and twenty dollars? Yep, one hundred and twenty. Yeah, not the, a literal uh, no, dollar the, twenty. Because uh, I was like, no, well, like I can no, give him no. that. No, the 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 details are self paced, no time limit, no tests, no quizzes, no grades. <laughs> Well, no, this is this the faith healing or the prophecy? Yeah, Sorry, this is the, this is the faith healing. There is no prophecy class, sadly. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I, thought of, I thought one of his gimmicks was it. Doesn't he? Is he like one of the the Q prophet people, or am I confusing him with one of the other uh, grifters? Uh he oh um he he's the one who talks about his dreams all the time. He okay yeah the, yeah he's got like prophetic dreams. And he's just like guys, I dreamed a thing, so get, don't, strap it. Okay, I'm glad that I wasn't oh. like that out of touch. Oh, he ha- he has a see- seeing in seeing in the spirit class, so that could be prophecy, and it is also self paced of no time limit. Uh, it, it does not it does not list that he does not have a test here, so you might get quizzed on the seeing in spirits one. Um, if there's no time limit. Like, who, who where, where is the Otis to tell you that the lesson has stopped? <laughs> I mean, what, what would imagine it would be on him? But like, what, what is it? What if he was like too? shy to bring it up before you you just like were so inclined to drag it out like past an acceptable time you're on like hour 13 and you're just like i don't know it's just like it's right on the tip of my mind i feel like god's really trying to tell me something you know is like okay well i think i need to wrap it up she's like no i need you here it's like my conduit you said no time on this it's legally binding Uh, the, his, uh, seeing in spirits allows you, uh, seeing angels and demons, seeing in the spirit and healing, uh, seeing in the spirit and deliverance, um, and journaling the revelation we receive. So take a lot of notes as you, as you see people that are angels and demons, or maybe just angels and demons that are just sort of hanging around. So, yeah. So I wonder if he, I wonder if you could get a package deal and just like get both of them for like 200, just like shave 40 bucks off the cost. If he would be uh, uh, a a good wholesaling grifter, yeah. Can you go around like spirit touching these demons that you see? Like if I've got the healing hands, I've played enough D anD D to know that typically the holy power is strong against demonic uh, or undead entities. So I would happily go up and just be like, "Hey, demon, you want to catch some of these hands? Some of these healing hands? Watch out! <laughs> Watch out! Who would trade which deity? I got a pa- I got a package deal for two hundred bucks for a, a, a lesson of indeterminate length." <laughs> um uh and i fight i fight in the name of kukalka <laughs> the feather serpent god <laughs> the, the truly the greatest of all gods um As we so all thank do. you for the question uh placeholder asks can the podcast think of a way to direct quote-unquote election integrity to talk back to the 1960 u.s presidential election for the purpose of hopefully further reducing the various jfk loving anons um it's very funny that this is brought up because in 2000 mules kennedy stealing the white house is one of dinesh's only things he can list as a sign of democrat malfeasance when it comes to elections that was his like most recent sign that the democrats stole an election was he's like hey you know kennedy getting in the office might have been illegitimate and it's just like wow hey buddy do, do you know like what your audience thinks of jfk your audience thinks he's like basically second to Trump as a god and was like the first guy to take a run at the deep state. That's why they shot him. So it was like super interesting that Dinesh did that where 
Because that is part of the lore of the 1960 presidential election was that the mob helped uh, Kennedy win Illinois and thus secure the presidency, which is not true. Actually, he had more electoral votes than just what Illinois gave him. But uh, or that LBJ had a bunch of civic minded corpses in Texas carry the state for uh, for Jack. So that we, we need to get Dinesh on the other on case to tell us how many mules were involved. Go back, come over the evidence, and paint us a mule picture. Get yes. a like, map of Moscow and invert it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they're, they, they don't want to get into that because that conspiracy theory messes with all their other conspiracy theories. So yeah, JFK won the 1960 election clean as a whistle. And that's why they killed him. The end. Uh, but it, but here at the podcast, we're more than happy to get into uh, 1960 conspiracy theory stuff. There's actually a board game called Nixon versus Kennedy that you can play for that election. It's not bad. I played it a couple times as Nixon and lost both of them. So maybe the game's rigged against him, just like the election was. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's tough because it's pretty easy to get Nixon on the right floor of the conservatory and even get him the gun. But the shot itself is difficult to make, even with all the bonuses you can accumulate. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, Reverend Zena Fact, who is at Dobbs.town, I guess that may, be, uh, that may be Mastodon or some other place where you can flee to after Twitter crashes and burns. Uh, why is it that QAnon never talks about super secret good guy technology beyond med beds and time gazing? Shouldn't the good guys have mecha, chameleon suits? Wait, and other time cool gazing? Stuff? Hold on. I knew about We've med beds. We've talked about Project Looking Glass in the podcast before. Oh, yeah, okay, we have. Jesus, God damn it, Sarge. Don't you come for me and not come for L? Yeah, I was about to say, Mike was coming at you way harder than he did for me for not knowing the 17 thing. No, I was was literally about to say, L's allowed to be aloof and above the fray. You're supposed to be in the muck with me, Sarge, damn it. There's so many dumb fucking things they believe in, but it's so hard to remember. Even I knew about the time gazing, idiot. <laughs> Fiercely takes notes. Else, time gazing. Yeah, the, Can't forget this one. The thing about the thing about uh, that is that it's a very weird um, world that they live in because all the good technology has been suppressed by the deep state. We have anti-grav. We probably have hyperspace. We mm. definitely have cures for all of our major diseases. We have all that stuff. But it's being suppressed. So somehow the good guys don't have it, but it's a thing that exists. And what makes this ridiculous is that, like, if that technology exists, people should be able to make it outside the deep state's auspices. It's like once America showed the world, hey, nuclear bombs are real, people started making nuclear bombs. And it's like really not about like the technical know-how it's more the are you willing to run the risk of people detecting the fact that you're building a nuke and trying to join the nuclear brotherhood like i mean north korea is as backwater as they come and they got fucking nukes so it's just like if like anti-grav was a thing the deep state had built and then was like oh shit that's way too explosive for the normies they can't have it like, the Patriots should be able to build anti-grav machines the same, because it's like, fuck, the technology exists, and we have Nikola Tesla's incoherent scribblings from when he went mad <laughs> a couple of years before he died, so we should be able to put two and two together and build the anti-grav Here shit. the Twitter files. And, I want the Tesla files. 
Right. That's I. Yeah, I want John Trump's like actual documentation of Tesla's writings. <laughs> God damn it! I I forget that they just deify Trump and basically all his relatives. So Trump's fucking uncle had like time travel or whatever. Yes, and and if he, if if Trump's uncle had time travel, why don't we have it? He's not a he's not deep state. Fucking. Give up the goods. I mean, yeah. release the med beds. We have the technology. Let's do this up. I, fucking well, iron- at the very least, give us a plausible reason why the bad guys who know this technology exists to the point where they can suppress it from getting out are just using it to enslave the world the old-fashioned way. It would be so yeah. much easier than a multi-hundred-year disinformation campaign. Like you get to the point where you could dead, like do anti-gravity anything. You're just like, oh, okay, that means that weight is effectively not a factor in a lot of processes anymore. So we could build really big machines for death and war. Yeah. Have you not <laughs> seen like, have they not read or seen any of the Wolfenstein's man in the high castle? If we, if they had time travel, they could go make the Nazis win. They just do it. Like, yeah. And then, uh, and then Ye's career would really be taking off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we will have never lived in an era where we're, Ye West wasn't incredibly successful, but also incredibly just open about his hatred of the Jewish folk. (laughs) What it gets like, it gets so much weirder in that rambling Alex Jones thing, because he keeps talking about his his porn addiction, but not directly. He just talks about how Instagram is full of porn and it makes him bad because there's so much porn on Instagram like me thinks the the ye doth protest too much it, it's real yeah. weird yeah, don't yeah i me. mean it's a, it sucks for you buddy like oh yeah. what a what a horrible life yeah it's like it's, it's like that, that that fucking show party dad had a great bit about that where like a fake Marilyn manson type was just like yeah if you think that's extra like having sex with hookers in penthouses and the other guy's just like that doesn't sound so bad he's just like try doing it thousands of times he's just like still doesn't sound that bad <laughs> uh so uh cleodora selvestry the Hellworld grand inquisitor asks uh, if you could change one rule for one game what would you change oh wow um uh i think i would probably i mean my impulse is to say i would rebalance how the card monopoly works in the game Catan. I think that otherwise, like all the moves in Catan are pretty low impact and like higher impact if you choose your moment. And Monopoly is like high impact and game winning on the spot if you choose the right moment. So I, I just feel like compared to the rest of the stuff going on in that game, Monopoly is a little, a little above the curve. Yeah. So um, would would you like ha- have like everyone like get two of each resource from someone's hand? So like. If you call Monopoly grain and everyone's got like three, two, uh, they got, everyone's got two grain at least in their hand, they give you two each. So you just like get six instead of like 10 or 12. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think maybe the wording would be too complex, but I think like maybe if it just, if it was just like choose a resource, when that resource gets made this turn, you get it instead. So like somebody hits their six, they're going to, they're about to get four, like six ore out of it. Oh shit. Like, look at the, and you're just like, okay, I'll Monopoly ore. And then instead you take their ore. Like something yeah. like that power level around there where it's just like, you know, it still rewards you really good for choosing your moment, can get you a bunch of a resource that you don't normally make. Like it still ticks the boxes for Monopoly, but it's not immediately just like, okay, I've waited, like I've waited enough to where I'm going to play this and it's going to net me nine resources. Like 
all at once. That's too much. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can totally see that. Um, I don't. It might fundamentally change it into a different card game altogether, but uh, the the ill fated World of Warcraft card game had it so that. Any card in your deck could be played face down as a land, like in Magic, and I'd like it if Magic functioned uh, like that, but it, it would just have to be a different card game from the start. Uh, the 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 resource system in Magic, I, I just want it to be overhauled. I want uh, a better card game because... Anyone who's played it knows that sometimes when you play Magic the Gathering, you don't get to play Magic the Gathering. So, um, and I, I, the more I play card games, uh, the if they have a shitty resource system, the less I like it. Um, so I, I, I've really come to so something like that. I, I, I want to fix quotation marks, big quotation marks. I, I'd like to see a fixed Magic the Gathering, but uh, it, it would be a different game at that point. So I, I don't know what I'm asking for. <laughs> uh, thank you for taking my answer. So now I have to th- think on the fly. I'll give you time to vamp with a different answer because part of me, it doesn't sit right with me trying to change Catan because it is mostly perfect. And I'm not sure if a fixed to Monopoly would be a net positive. Maybe it's perfect because Monopoly yeah. is a big swing. Who knows? What I do think could be fixed is the spell bless in fifth edition, it should only target first of all, bless should only target one person. Like the fact that you get three people out from the jump just makes it easily the best thing for a cleric to be doing. And if your cleric's ever not starting the fight off with bless, then it really feels like they're not doing their job correct, which sucks. I don't like the Otis <laughs> to be on the player to do, to do like a repetitive thing, like every time. But like, honestly, especially at low levels, like your first level, like, cleric should not be like i'm gonna do a guiding bolt or whatever it's like no you cast bless you cast bless on the party in case we have to make any saving throws or to make sure that we're gonna kill these goblets before they can kill us anyway yeah fix bless bless is too good yeah uh, yeah <laughs> different answer to a different question i'd like blizzard to be a company that i feel like i could support again because uh you know what that new wow expansion's out and i look at it and i'd like and i'm like i'd like to be able to play that for like a week or two, but uh, A, wow, just looks like utter dog roll right now, and B, uh, I don't feel like I can support Blizzard, and C, I just watched uh, a video on what playing wow at the high end looks like now, and it looks fucking miserable. So, I don't know. A fun wow would be, uh, I want to change whatever rule would let me have that. (laughs) Uh, I think uh, my dumb rule change would be uh, whatever player scores the touchdown in football has to kick the extra point. They should have a make <laughs> it take it for that. And because I, I think now I would also have the extra point be such that there's no there's no rush, there's no attempted block, so you don't have your star wide receiver having their leg broken by someone trying to block the kick. But it's just a free kick from 33 yards away. Can they make it or can they not? Like, so you just so, put, the, put the onus on any of your offense, all of your offensive players, to be able to make a field goal for thirty-three. Yes, and the thing is, is like you'd have guys that just suck at it, so you have to go for two because they're the one who got the touchdown. And it's like, oh god damn it, he was wide open. I had to throw him the touchdown, but now we have to go for two because he can't make the kick. It's like, god damn it. I'll tag <laughs> on like, that, that. That actually does sound kind of fun. I'll yes. tack on to yours. I'd rather see it as Madden style rules, where the PAT for one is free. You can just say, we take it, but then um, 
the go for it is worth three. So uh, you have to decide uh, if I, I want there to be like an actual decision involved. The the XFL right before COVID destroyed it, uh, the new XFL, they had uh, no extra point, but you got one point if you went from like one yard, like two points if you went from three and you got like five points. It was like one, two and three. And it was like you just moved you further and further back. I think you got like three points if you tried to go for it from like the six yard line or something. So they had like this like uh, dial an extra point, like two point conversion play. I, Weird. I feel like those are some I, 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 I like the I like that you make it, you take it. That's that sounds the yes. most fun. Yeah. Mm. And uh finally from the Chairman Walkman uh board of questions, what would be the first cybernetic augmentation you'd elect to get? Upload. <laughs> Full upload. Does that not count? Is that cheating? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let me think of, let me think of a better answer. Uh yeah. Can I get like a like a full lower body replacement? I feel like all of my problems, like pain wise, are in my lower you want a body. Cyber like wang? My, I mean, I'll take yeah. It would have to be better than my regular wang, right? Like, why would I design one or like buy? Why would I spend for one that wasn't? Like, yeah. so yeah, I, I would like a cyber waste. I would like a wasted down procedure done. I, I don't want to have to deal with my stupid human hips, knees, ankles, feet, or dong. Uh, and that would, that also means I don't have to get like a vasectomy or anything. Uh, but I would like a nice cosmetic set of balls to go with that dog. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I honestly, like, there's so many things, uh, like cyber, I want cyber guts. That'd be first. You just do away with like, uh, genetic history. So you can drink milk? Yeah. <laughs> I, there's so many things that are just wrong with my guts. And then, like, uh, there's, like, a history of diabetes in my family. I just want cyber guts that process all the food. So it's, like, whatever I eat, it's good for me. Yeah. I think and I would also, go for, I can drink yeah. them out. Yeah. I think I would go for, like, like cybernetic eyes, like, having, like, a HUD that would, like, just, like, pop up information around me at all times. Like, just being, like, sort of, like, kind of tapped into the internet at all, at all moments. I would just, like, I would just, like, live to just be, like, just perpetually online with, like, some sort of, like, way where my, my reality is, like, augmented. Where I can just, like, see anything. I'm like, yeah, let me check Twitter. And it's just there. It's just, like, in my periphery. Time to hack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, oh, I guess a, a, a data jack would be great, right? Just yeah. like the yeah. like the, the the brain like brain computer interface thing, where you just like plug the wire to your computer and you can just do all your stuff by thinking about it. Yeah. Uh, and you know, if it's Wi-Fi enabled, then, then, then you get the cyber eyes with the with the the heads up display. Right. There you go. It's yeah. it, it might not be upload, but you're getting close. Your yeah. your brain is talking to computers. Yeah. Yeah. And so that brings us to our question at the end of every week: Is what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, I'm finally playing some Marvel Midnight Suns. I started uh, a little bit ago, so I, I'm looking forward to really like pushing through that. The few combat missions I've done have been really fun, and they look good. Uh, everybody I know that has played it has told me the RPG segments get a little weird, so I'm also kind of looking forward to that to see how awkward they are. Um, but I'm enjoying this interpretation of these Marvel characters uh, and how weirdly about the player insert character they all are. Um, 
and it, it's been fun. Also, like lesser, I looked at the win percentage for all the teams left that the Chiefs have to play, and it is uh, 0.325, so uh, <laughs> kind of looking forward to the, the Chiefs. Buttery soft, your yeah. fucking butter soft schedule. Enjoy your <laughs> one seat again, you piece of shit. And then you choke, <laughs> against, and then you choke against the Bengals again. Yeah, so, the, the Bengals so definitely have coming our, for you. Definitely have our number. In, in, their, the, in, in the theater of the mind, everyone needs to know I'm wearing a Joe Burrow jersey right now. So. They, they're egregious on-camera flopping. Like, Mike, unfortunately, Sarge is a Kansas City Chiefs fan, which means his theater of the mind is too busy pretending that their quarterback is the next Tom Brady. This is true. This is true. I remember, dude. As soon as as soon as everybody decided that that they were on Team Mahomes, they were just like, "Kid looks great. He's the next Brady." Even Brady talked to him, and it was just like that. Does look good, but also Brady, like you know, results, etc. So, yeah, I'll I'll wait until he's like accomplished a little more. He's definitely a very good quarterback. Yeah. Just, um, just break plural in Super Bowl wins before we start the Brady talk. Please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get a dynasty first. Yeah, and, uh, you know, don't forget the Patriots are just as good as they, as they always have been. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are they even over 500? Uh, shut up, you! I'm saying, I'm, saying, I'm saying glimpses of the old school Patriots, you know, the Bledsoe Patriots, everyone's <laughs> yeah, favorite Patriots. Yeah, yeah the, the flying, the the, uh, the Pat Patriot Patriots, oh god. Yikes. The anyway, Jets yeah, have a it, it, it sucks being a Patriots fan, like, so, as soon as the Patriots got bad, I just sort of, like, disassociated from football, which was very easy for me, <laughs> like, because I felt like after, after 20 years of sustained excellence, I hit, like, football fan nirvana, and I was just, like, yeah, I, I was there when it happened. The best times, the 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 times that are beyond reproach. <laughs> anyway, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll make mine short. I'm I'm excited for getting back to role playing. My barbarian just hit fifth level in one game. Uh, the people I play with are back from their various holidays, so uh, the game I DM is getting back into the swing of things. And there are rumblings about a new game with a more higher concept coming down the pipeline that I will get to play in versus having to DM. That all sounds super deluxe, excellent, good. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been a part of like a D and D campaign in a dog's age. Uh, I am mostly just looking forward to uh, again being able to go out. Uh, I talked about it last week, having the office party and stuff like that. Actually, being able to commune with my fellow degenerates and uh, schooling them on the uh, on the secret Hitler. I'm also looking forward to. Um, my fantasy football playoffs, which are slowly creeping upon us, and I, the butt of the joke for forever, am now going to make the playoffs because I am now good at fantasy football for the first time in a million years. So that's right, folks. In probably two weeks or so, you're going to be hearing me tell you an incredibly boring bad beat story, and you can all roll your eyes or just dip out of the podcast at the 90-minute mark because it's going to suck listening to me be like every other whiner in America being like, I can't believe that guy's kicker got 30 points in Margo Margo. And it's just, it's just like listening to someone say, bro, I had Ace King, and I three-bet this guy pre-flop, and then, yeah, it's like, did you lose? Oh, my God, you lost. I had no idea that's how the story ended. So shocking. Oh, my God. Or or how about, hey, the one time I did fantasy football, I drafted Marshawn Lynch with the first pick of the draft overall because he was a sure thing, and then his abdomen exploded, and that was the end of his career, and he was over. (laughs) Yup. 
That was a good one. That seemed. I remember that. That, that was incredible. I was just that, like, that, "Wow, well done, me!" I, I accidentally put the poor kiss of death on this guy. Yeah. Uh, that happened like a million years ago. Everyone was like, "You have to, like I had the third pick. Like you have to give this guy third. I'm like, "There's no one else on this team who even plays offense. He's gonna get the ball every time. And he's gonna die." And they're like, "You have to take him." And I took him, and he was out week three. And I was like, "Yup." Fucking knew it. Ah, God damn it. Yeah. yeah. So, Sometimes my kiss of death is incredibly potent. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, this holiday season was a grim reminder of that. I got Sarge uh, uh, an art print of the Greed Ranger for Power Rangers as a Christmas gift. And then, like, it got to his house. And then, less than two days later, it was just like, oh, that guy is dead now. That guy <laughs> tragically died. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> God. Usually it just gets that like a TV so show. Super morbid. Usually it just gets like a TV show canceled or something, uh, but this time it felt it felt really. It was like, oh my god, is, yeah. this, what it's, is, is, is this what it's like to be uh, the kid from Death Note? <laughs> I was I was thinking Death Note as you just said that. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's right. I'm Kira, baby. Uh, <laughs> on that note, it is time for us to uh, jump the shark after the first season because why would you drag it out any further? Just like the show Death Note, our way out of Hell World. Uh, Bazinga! <laughs> take that. I'm a weeb. Uh, thank you so much for supporting the show. <laughs> if you'd like to consider to support the show, you can do so for free uh, by giving us a five-star review wherever you get your podcast or, you know, give them a big thumbs up or some scrabbles, whatever. Whatever they want, you give it to them uh, to let them know that you like what we're doing. If you have money and you'd like to donate it to the cause, you can do so by visiting our Patreon at patreon.com slash brokerpolitics. Uh, anybody who donates $5 or more gets access to all of our bonus content. We have a bunch of series on there where we dissect Q media, uh, such as Kabbalin and what we do out of shadows and mules errand. So uh, you get access to all that stuff with a donation of $5 or more a month, but we thank everybody for any amount they uh, put into our tip cup. Thank you so much. Our beautiful our babies. If you have money and you don't want to give it to us, you can do some good with it by giving it to love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. And of course, if you have any way to get that money to the Ukraine, that would probably still be pretty cool. They're still fighting a war. Remember that this holiday season. Russia is still trying to invade the Ukraine. Don't forget about it, please. Please don't forget about it. Uh, But yeah, it's your money. You do with what you want. It's the holiday season. Maybe you don't have the extra money. You're just like, I'm going to get a gift for my kids or whatever. That's fine. We're not going to begrudge you that. Although we do want it more than your kids. Give us your kids' money. <laughs> uh, thanks always uh, as always to DJ Minimal Effort for the use of our theme song uh, he's still not on social media what a progressive and ahead of the curve kind of guy because uh, Twitter is exploding before it explodes though you can find our buddy Frosty on it at FrostyVO he's the voice of Q and also the voice of all of our bumps and of course the show is on Twitter at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O I'm on Twitter at HellworldL with Hellworld spelled the same way Sarge, for the moment, still on Twitter, at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Rains perpetually on Twitter, at Poker Politics. Uh, you can find us there. Give us a shout-out if you'd like. So for another successful episode of the Adventures of Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious Hell, joined by the less mysterious Sarge and the least mysterious of us all, Mr. Mike Rains. Good speed, patriots! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.